0: On today's episode of Shooting the Breeze, we talk about our latest winter storm to hit central Illinois, bringing more heavy snow to the region. It was the second big storm in the month of February, so take a look back at how much snow fell and where it all fell. So let's sit back, relax, and let's shoot the breeze with your local weather authority. Good afternoon. I'm your local weather authority, Chief Meteorologist Chris Shates, joined by meteorologist Molly Nason.
1: Good morning. Good night. Good day. Good everything.
0: Good morrow. Good morrow. Oh, there we go. And also meteorologist Adam Sherwinski. Good evening, who may or may not be here.
2: I Had to do the good evening, and I may or may not be here. Yes, that's.
1: Yeah, he may or may not have tried to Contractually
0: kick me. speaking, he may or may not actually be.
2: Yeah.
1: Be here. He's just a whisper. In
2: you can hear me, but you can't see me. John Cena, just did a little... I'm doing it right now. Can't see me.
1: They can't see you, Adam.
0: Right, exactly. They can't see me anyway. You're right. They can't see me. They can see me on TV, but, you know, all right now. Uh, how you all doing after the, the snow?
1: I, you know... I mean,
0: you're here, so you're obviously dug out.
1: Yeah, I just kept looking outside, and I was like, well, wow, I can't see anything. There's nothing there. There's... there. Is that a tree? No, nope, that... That was me all of yesterday.
2: That was me driving home yesterday yeah. afternoon. Mm-hmm. I bet it was.
0: That Driving that afternoon, uh, that afternoon drive would have been rough. That's why I got uh, home and just stayed home. Went to bed. <laughs> ah. Right, I'm going to make some noise here with my mic. It's a little low because I was doing all my mic right. checks like this. Not, um, so, I
1: may or may not have.
0: If you hear a squeaky squeak.
1: I may or may I not know. have broken that last week. So just kind of don't touch it a lot. Way to go, Molly. I, I, I'm I, not even kidding uh, to the folks at home. I'll try to be as dis- descriptive as possible. I set my hands on the side to pull it down and, and it dropped came... off.
0: Yeah, it, it, I will admit, it, it's a little loose.
1: That's the mic that gets used the most. Yeah, so mm-hmm. it's
0: it's been tugged on and um,
1: I can use
0: a little. I don't know, some re-threading or something. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't
1: think it's threaded anymore, and yeah. I it just fell in my hand, and I thought, oh. Well, if cool. you hear a
0: big thud, follow some unpolite words coming out of my mouth, you know what happened.
1: Hey, I'm sure there's a bleep button somewhere.
0: <laughs> we'll, well, we'll go back and
1: just shh, yep, cut that out. Yeah, we'll cut that out.
0: All right, before we get into what happened uh, with this latest winter storm, let's send it over to meteorologist Adam Sherwinski with a look at what happened in today in history.
2: This is from This Day in Weather History. A shout-out to them on Facebook. I think they're on Twitter, too, as well. Great page. They post content every day for weather events, not just here in the United States or in the Midwest, but for across the entire planet. So all the way from uh, the ends of Russia, all the way to South America, up towards Canada, and us here at home in the U.S. So go give them a follow. Go give them a like. Go check out their stuff. Let's start off with today, February 18th through the 19th, 1979. The President's Day storm socked the Mid-Atlantic with about 2 feet of snow. Totals included 25 inches in Dover, uh, Dover, Delaware, 20 inches in Baltimore, and 19 inches in Washington D.C. Washington D.C. Does not uh, get that much snow. Probably that's probably their total for the whole year. Actually, that was their normal total for the whole whole year. Let's go to two days ago, February 16th through the 18th, 2003. The Blizzard of 2003, also known as the President's Day Storm, was a historic and record-breaking snowstorm along the East Coast. Some snowfall totals. Uh, amounts about to 27.6 inches in boston 19.8 in central park 20.8 in philadelphia and 28.2 in baltimore the highest amount was 44 inches in garrett county maryland so that's a lot of snow um Makes it kind of put in perspective what we just saw compared to what we've had in the past. And let's go up to North Dakota. So, 60 years ago this week, southeastern South Dakota was hit with a snowstorm of monster proportions beginning on February 16th and lasting through the 18th. The storm dropped a total of 32.2 inches of snow in Sioux Falls, making it the biggest single snow event in Sioux Falls weather history. And if you don't know anything about South Dakota, they get a lot of snow. So, uh, how much
0: was that again? 32.2.
1: So just under three. Now, here's the
0: thing. Yep. Somebody would have still reported just one inch because the wind also blows. Yeah. Yep. In a lot of Sioux Falls South. 1962.
1: Man. who? That's so why I don't want
2: to live. I mean, it's probably one of those states that's like, it's great to visit when it's not winter or cold. Well, out.
0: look, you do see a lot of the, the videos that come out of North, South Dakota, northern Minnesota. And you're like, who would want to live there? People I mean, who love snow. There yeah, are people but, who love but snow. It's, yeah. No, it is actually a very beautiful countryside, though. Oh, yeah. But it just – it's when you get – when you see how bad the wind really gets up there. I can't
2: remember what school it is, but one of the universities there, I don't remember if it's North Dakota or South Dakota, uh, one of the schools. I don't remember which one. um, But they have – they have tunnels underneath their buildings, mm-hmm. so you can walk class to class. Smart, man. That's cold. There's, it gets cold.
1: There's a lot of uh, schools in the northern portion of the state that do that, yep. because there's schools like that in Wisconsin, too. It's smart. In Illinois, too? In Wisconsin. Oh, Wisconsin. Wisconsin. I
2: thought you in Illinois, like northern Illinois and Wisconsin.
0: No. Sorry.
1: Wisconsin. No. Wisconsin. No. Wisconsin.
0: Well, that makes yeah. sense. Beautiful states, though. Yes. But the weather can be a little little tough. Hmm. During the summer, it's not too bad. That's why I plan my trips up to Wisconsin in August.
2: Yeah. It's great this time of yeah. year, not
0: as warm. Oh, well, how about this? Uh, winter's decided to show up after a bit of a hiatus or just uh, not showing up in general until February 1st. I was going to then...
1: say, we, we went a couple where it was like, <laughs> oh, I wonder where winter is. And then Mother Nature was like, oh, you called? Yeah, then... the turn of
0: the new year, um, we saw that kind of ramping up. And then February has just been brutal uh, with back-to-back um, sizable snow events. I mean, we get these six-inch events uh, like Peoria um, gets one every five years, but they impact the region maybe uh, once every other year. Um, but we've had two in two weeks, it's just because the pattern has been identical. You get the, the clipper systems, then the pattern changes to right back where it was, where you get the storms coming out of the southwest and then uh, heading our direction. And then, uh, then we again had the clipper systems, and then now we went back to the—
1: Don't <laughs> so- we have— Another similar pattern yeah, next, setting up again. Yep.
0: yep. We're back in clipper mode now. Next mm-hmm. week, we're going to flip back to the... Oh, boy. Oh, fun. We're um, That one may be a little more um, to the east, but we still have an opportunity to get hit by some storms. So we'll, we'll see. Um, but let's talk about this one. This one was another doozy of a storm system. It didn't produce as much uh, widespread heavy snow um, as the first go-around. Uh, we didn't expect it to, um, but we did expect to get some totals in that... That seven or six to ten inch range, and we had quite a few of those. Uh, let's uh, first talk about the highest report we had uh, was 12 inches out of Manito. Oh, so uh, that report, um, A, I was a little skeptical of it. Uh, no offense to the viewer who sent me this report, but I have to, I always am skeptical of reports until I see enough surrounding reports and then I match it up with with where things have fallen and to see if it makes sense. Because we actually, believe it or not, there are people who troll us with just absurd reports during severe weather coverage and um, and other things like that. Uh, so we uh, we have to verify what we have, and this total was really high. I'm like, that's, that's high. I mean, it's possible, but it's quite high. Um, but we went back and looked, and um, this viewer reported, you know, at first uh, 10 inches of snow around... Uh, around, it was like 4.30, and then at 5.15 came back with a 12-inch with a measurement. Um, well, in that 45-minute period, there was a band of real heavy snow that had already dropped nearly three inches of snow in Princeton, which is up in Bureau County. It was a narrow band of snow. Uh, this particular band was much drier and fluffier, the, so the snowfall rates, the snow ratios were quite high with that probably 20 plus uh so it was dropping not a lot of moisture but it was just dropping very big dendrites and when i looked at her picture you could see how fluffy the last two inches of snow snow that were and so i'm like all right well it makes sense and then um but i still wasn't buying into it and then i went back and then we had some other reports earlier in the day of nine inches in Manitoba from the stuff that had fallen Um, Earlier in the morning and the afternoon, I'm like, okay, well, if they had 9 inches at 2, it's certainly plausible that they have 12 inches now. Uh, So um, that's why that that report was a little more skeptical at first. But um, that was the outlier. That was the higher end. Uh, Most reports on the high end were between 6 and 10 inches. Um, For those uh, in Bloomington normal, again, another big range here, 9.5 in normal, uh, Bloomington 8.0. Uh, so if you're wondering why the ranges were quite large that's why um, in our snowfall forecast uh, we had a lot of seven to eight inch totals uh, throughout um, a lot of seven to nine inch totals basically from uh, throughout mason county tazewell county and uh, out in the mcclain county uh, once you gotten further north towards uh into northern parts of tazewell that's where you start to see the totals come down a little bit um, areas like washington 6.8 uh, though at my house in washington uh, the maximum snow depth I had. Now this was measured when I got home at 11 o'clock. Uh, with these fluffier snows, you got to measure right when the snow stops because as soon that's as fluffy as it's going to be, it's going to it's going to be squashed down. So by the time I got home, it was the maximum snow depth in my yard was five inches, but on my snowboard it was only four. So the wind was knocking stuff around, made it difficult to get a decent measurement. Uh, but that 6.8 was taken right as the snow stopped, so we'll go with that one. Uh, Peoria is official. Snow total came in at 6.6 inches. So, That's
1: what it looked like yeah, behind pretty, my house.
0: Pretty healthy pretty healthy snow. Uh, we had reports of varying throughout town, um, anywhere from 4.5 to, to, to 6. And 6.6 was the official for Peoria. Um, here at the station, our, the only place for me to measure here is in our parking lot. And it's a challenge because I have to try to find a part of the parking lot that hasn't been driven on. And or so, drifted. Or drifted. And so uh, there's a corner... It's a way that's that I usually tend to probe a little bit more. And uh, and so I came up with an average depth of 5.6, which, uh, you know, considering I, I was discounting. I mean, I, we had drifts as high as 11. I didn't really count the actual drifts themselves and my averages. Uh, but I tried to find what wasn't a drift and what wasn't bare. And then I tried to find the, the highs and lows in between and, and came with an average there. Um, some of the lower end totals, uh, about where you would expect them to be. Uh, parts of Knox, Bureau, and Henry counties. Uh, three point three was uh, total in Princeton, and then uh, three inch Galesburg, three inches in Knoxville. So, and then not far from Knoxville or Galesburg and Abingdon, they had five.
1: Yeah, they. I saw that report that they had that much. The yeah. part that I was not a huge fan of was the ice that was. Right before that snow.
0: Yeah. It did, it wasn't enough to cause a lot of problems, um, but it did make things slick.
1: Yeah. And it was one of those where when I came in in the morning, temperatures were still above freezing. And so there was still a ton of snowmelt running across our parking lot. Oh, yeah. So then when I went out when the temperatures dropped, lo and behold, yep. I almost fell. No one should be surprised by that. Um, and that was the part that's like all of this snow that has melted is now frozen so even if there wasn't a whole lot of ice falling there was just enough of that yeah. liquid that was still on and the we pavement. had you know and you
0: had all that rain too mm-hmm. um and it's this time of year you'd get rain that would normally it would normally soak into the ground but it's not because the ground is frozen so it's just running off into whatever which way direction which means there's more water in your parking lots and your driveways your sidewalks than normal I don't, you know, I know my sump pumps continue. It was still running this morning with that water still kind of draining into into our drainage systems. Um, But yeah, um, so forecast wise, um, I thought it panned out. Um,
1: I'm really glad that we missed out on the ice.
0: Yeah, that you know that wasn't looking to be a big thing to begin with. I was more concerned about the southeast portion of our viewing area getting clipped by it, and they did have it. um, I know for a couple hours. Um, in the morning, there was freezing drizzle occurring in Bloomington Normal, and you can even see it icing up on the cameras. Uh, there was also some in Fulton County at the onset of, of the snow. Um, it, thankfully, it did not last long to cause a whole lot of problems, but it did make, if you were out in the roads between in those areas dealing with the freezing drizzle and between 9 and noon where you start to see that transition, it was probably very slick and deceptively slick because the roads just look wet. And you know they're like "Mm, your temperature is below freezing. I know that's not just wet. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but um, in the end, um, I want to get into the kind of the the model nuances of this system. I don't know because um, I don't know if you you noticed that there was a huge spread in the days leading up to this, um, and it really increased a lot of uncertainty. So. The basically three days out is usually about the time where we look for models to start to converge on a solution, which is how we're able to usually produce a snowfall forecast. In this case, um, there was the models, there were the American GFS and NAM, and all of their ensemble members favored a northern solution, which actually took the heavier snow closer to the Quad Cities, and and a lot of it. I mean, (laughs) so we're like. And that was going to cause, if that track were to pan out, we would have had some significant, relatively impactful icing concerns in central Illinois with snow on top. Uh, Then you have the the Canadian and the European uh, models uh, coming in further south, taking the heavier snow axis um, and a little bit lighter uh, down towards Interstate 72. And in between, there's not very many model solutions outside of a few ensembles that show actually snow coming through central Illinois. But here we are forecasting snow and impactful snow, even though we know um, that the models don't show much in our viewing area. It's just been kind of it's kind of weird how that all works out. And I don't think people realize uh, what kind of spread we were dealing with leading up to this event.
1: That's also why you should trust your local meteorologists and don't just share something that you see on the internet because of these nuances that we look for three, five days out from any given system.
2: You're saying that the GFS 200 hours out is not something to just, I'm
1: just kidding.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I I lock it in every time. I don't like you. (laughs)
1: Even, even
2: it's the last day I lock it
0: in. No, but even, even for that, um, usually when you're getting within two or three days, Right. It becomes pretty reliable. We knew something was going to happen, mm-hmm. uh, and so what we did, and what I think everybody who's a who's a weather forecaster, Weather Service, um, even Weather Channel, AccuWeather, uh, WPC, they all say, "Well, look, it, it's going to be somewhere, probably in between." The problem is there's a lot of in between <laughs> with those, and so uh, when I f- our first snowfall forecast, when I put that together, I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna throw a big wide swath of four to eight inches, or four to it was four to nine. I said we're just gonna huge swath of four to nine, and that was on uh, Tuesday. Mm-hmm. I'm like four to nine inches, and then there's gonna be some pockets of heavier accumulation. And where I had pinned some of the heavier snows was to be in southern Fulton County and out towards the end of Mason County. I thought okay, maybe that area has the better chance of picking up some of those six to ten inch totals there, so I highlighted those areas. Um, the following morning, get up. Now we're starting to see some movement. Southern, the northern models are coming south. Excellent. That means they're going to, right. And then the European models come out and there's, they're not moving. (laughs) Wait, nope. There's one. UK Med came up. I'm like, all right, this is looking good. It's going to come down. I'm going to start to hone in. Now I'm going to create this narrow swath of heavier snow. And that I put from, uh, went right through Beardstown, Mason City, and Bloomington. And I'm like, all right, six to ten, or if it was five to ten, was the range I put because of the uncertainty and the shifting. I said it'll be somewhere in there as the heavier snow. And then throughout the day on Wednesday, another ten mile shift, another ten mile shift, all moving south towards what the European models uh, were suggesting. I'm like, oh boy. And then I'm like, all right, I'm going to give it till the evening runs that come out. And there's a really good. Uh, there's a really good set of model guidance that I like to use in when you're 12 to 24 hours out from an event. It's called HREF. It's an ensemble forecast of all of our high-res models. Not perfect, but it tends to do a really good job at least identifying where your core access of heavier snow is going to be. And I'm like, I'm going to wait for that to come in. But that filters in. I start to get some snippets of data that during our between 930 and 10 o'clock. And so at 9.30, I started seeing it. I'm like, all right, it made a bit of a shift south. I'm going to now assume that this trend is going to continue overnight. And so I shifted the track again, another 10 to 15 miles. Uh, wake up the next uh, you know, morning, uh, Thursday morning, right before the snow, before the system really starts to get going. And I, I look at the data. I'm like, oh, well, it hasn't shifted much more. Still looks good. So that's promising. If anything, it may have shifted back to the north a little bit. I'm like, all right, everything looks looks good. And and the forecast panned out. Um, the heavier snows turned out to be where they are. The last-minute adjustment I made on Wednesday turned out to be not really necessary. Um, it panned out either way. But, that, again, that part of that's contributed to the larger ranges we had. And somebody was giving me some grief over that on Twitter, and I understand. You know, 4 to 9 inches is a big difference. And they're like, you're just afraid to pinpoint. I'm like, well, I don't have anything to say I can go any tighter than that because there's – too much variation in the models. You know, I was comfortable saying one to three up in Kewanee. I was comfortable saying two to four in Galesburg. I was not comfortable going that kind of range in areas like Peoria because the, there's too much variability in the models. And, um, and so we have to keep that into account to say, realistically, you're going to see somewhere in here. And if you look at times around the Peoria metro area, there were some reports that were barely over four. You know, but then you got some reports. Let's like look at my town of Washington. I've got four on my snowboard, but I've got people measuring in two neighborhoods over, you know, closer to seven. So, you know, there's a reason those ranges exist. But um,
1: All encompassing.
0: Yeah. So there's a reason for it. But may this serve as a reminder. There was no 17-inch plus snowfall totals. So please ignore. ignore uh, there
1: are not only... Was there no 17-inch snowfall totals? In our predictions leading up to this event, there were no 17-inch snowfall totals.
0: Nowhere.
2: I wasn't going to bet on 17. I would never have bet on 17. I'm like, that's not realistic. No. It'd be cool, not realistic.
1: I, would, I don't know if it'd no. even be cool. <laughs> uh,
0: it's, uh, there's, forecasting snow is very complicated yes there's no simple algorithm it's not like the model goes um oh these are snowflakes here's how many you're going to get it's all a comp it's a series of, of of mathematical equations and different theories on how to calculate you're basically just taking the moisture and then you're changing how you calculate the qpf differently so they're taking the rainfall amounts And then to get snow from it, there's all these different methods to calculate it. And some circumstances work out well. You know, so if you, you know, you can use like certain straight ratios, 8 to 1, 10 to 1, um, and just say, look, based on on how these temperatures are looking throughout the atmosphere, we're probably going to see a ratio hover around 8 to 1 or 10 to 1. And I'm going to calculate the snow based on that. And you can get a, a close approximation, but that changes from storm to storm, and often Uh, Like we saw with this one, we had ratios starting off uh, around 8 or 10 to 1, and then they boosted up to 20 to 1 at the end. Um, And so what I do is I tend to look at the QPF, and then I'll calculate, okay, for this three-hour period, we're looking at this ratio for this three-hour this ratio, and so on and so on. And then I start looking, once I get that, which tends to be a little bit more of a bloated total, and then I'll... I'll make some adjustments to factor in potential melting, compaction, or if sleet starts to, to mix in. And then I'll cut off, whatever, subtract, whatever I figure that out to be. Um, a lot of people just use, uh, there's this popular method, uh, Kuchera method. The totals always look great, um, but they tend to, tend to be pretty overblown. And that, because it calculates, takes the warmest temperature in a column of air and says, okay, your snow ratio is going to be based just on that alone. It doesn't factor in. Impacts of wind, which will shed or shred uh, snowflakes apart, it does not factor in snowflake size. It does not factor in snowflake type, and all that plays a role in your in in how much snow accumulates. So, just keep that in mind. We respectfully ask that you don't share them.
2: Uh, That's why I like severe weather more, because not that a little more
0: straightforward. A little bit more straightforward. (laughs) A little more straightforward. (laughs) I'm
2: also not the biggest snow fan either, but Chris and Molly know that. I like forecasting. It's a
0: challenge. Forecasting still is a challenge. So I like it. It's it's fun.
1: Chris is a magician when it comes to forecasting He's stuff. He's way better
0: like... at it than I am. That's for sure. I've gotten better over the years. But by far, say... I'm still learning different techniques. Right. Don't get me wrong. Every year, I try something different. Uh, this year seems to be working out well. It's a little labor intensive, but it's, it's working out well. <laughs> I
2: spent only 20 hours figuring <laughs> out... No. How, how thick the dendritic growth zone is going to be at this specific <laughs> time frame.
1: Yeah, you just see his notes, and then they gradually become a little bit more scribbled as time progresses, and then yes. you see what the fresh yeah. day starts.
2: Mine's just scribble peri- scribbles, period.
1: Yeah, every Monday, man. Every Monday. If you've,
2: if you've seen the, some of those forecasts when we get snow events on the weekend, if you look on the back, it's just me writing notes of what everybody else is, where all the other numbers were out, like all the different models. Yeah. This is this, this is this, this is this, and then it's like, and then I'll write notes on the side, too, for you. And I'll write notes for
0: myself. And i like, <laughs>
2: I wrote n- notes all over our forecast sheet. When I literally just got to throw numbers in, I like to write notes to myself, to remind myself.
0: That's good, though.
2: Yeah, well, they double-check things and to remind myself. And if something happens, like, hey, I noticed this, I don't buy it, Molly might want to take a look at this, or Chris, or whoever.
1: you yeah. know, there's a lot of, like, did you see this thing? Yep. Yeah.
0: No, there's some good stuff. We all have different techniques. I love it. Yeah, I love it. And and as you get further into your careers, um, you'll become more and more involved. Now, I will say, there's times where I'm flooded myself with too much stuff, and now I can't process it because everything is conflicting. Yes, thank you. I'm not the only one. Thank you. That's when I have to. At that point, I step away for a bit, clear my head, and then I come back and look at it again because. That is it. That is easy to do. This is why, um, with this storm, for instance, um, I, when I lowered my totals Wednesday night, somebody asked, "Hey, Weather Service is still up high?" And I'm like, "Well, we're different because I'm acting on something I f- see happening. The Weather Service is going to probably wait till they get a fresh set of eyes on the data before they start making changes. And that's smart. That's not bad. That's that's not a bad thing at all. Um, and so they." You know they're going to go through and they're going to they're going to reevaluate once once the and when I made my decision to lower I didn't have the full set of information but I'm also on a deadline I've got a newscast that mm-hmm. I have to get on air mm-hmm. and I have to make that decision probably a little prematurely. Um, Their but, deadlines are different and yes.
2: it's it's a different kind of what I've learned is that every single meteorologist. No matter how straightforward or complex the forecast is, will not one hundred percent have the same forecast.
0: No, within you, the office disagree, they'll disagree. Yep. And then from office to office they'll disagree, but they, they you, they, it always comes together. They always, you know, they'll merge, they'll blend, and it, it works out, and it tends to be pretty. But
2: accurate. I think I like that. I like the cooperation because I remember when uh, I was at uh, Kode KSN, like there are times I'd go open the door. It's like hey, Chase, what are you thinking for this? And we'd talk a little bit about it, and it was before, well before our show started, so we'd talk, and it's like, what are you thinking about this? What do you think about this? What do you think about this? And he'd go, did you factor in this? Did you think about that? And I was like, well, did you think about this? Did you think about that? So we'd back and forth, yeah. and it was like, it wasn't like, your, your forecast wrong is your forecast wrong. It's more like, well, this is what I was thinking. This is what I was thinking. Let's go with that.
1: And that's and, good. And,
2: and and honestly, ours would start off a little far off and then get a little bit closer. Not It wouldn't be exact, obviously, mm-hmm. because that's just the way it is. And He had a noon show, so he could look at stuff for a little bit longer. I was done by nine o'clock, so it's like there would be some wiggle room. But I like that we could just go next door. What'd you get for number two? (laughs) What'd you get for number three? No,
0: it helps out, and it'd be nice if we had that kind of shift here. I know we, you and I, work together a little bit. I ask too many questions. Yes. No, that's fine. But (laughs) yours, I prefer you ask. Um, But you're always you're usually on the news side of the room during the week. Mm. So it's
2: like "Eh." I see it for like
0: couple hours couple
2: maybe couple
1: hours and then
0: maybe I'm done yeah. I'm out of here
1: Chris and I have seen so much of each other this week
0: Yeah more than normal yeah. more than, more than normal. normal
1: Yeah more than normal which
0: is good I mean well it's not good for everybody else at home that yeah. means usually something's going on
1: Yeah usually yeah
0: All right All right well we say we wrap up this uh the show but uh Get
1: this show on the, road. the
0: quick uh the quick outlook by the way for we recording this on it is the 18th of February in 2022 uh there's another storm looking like to hit the area sometime next week. Yay. So we don't know how bad we don't know how good this'll be. If it if there is such thing as a good storm. <laughs> I don't I mean if we need rain I guess, but I, mean, um...
1: I don't think we need any. It more looks
0: shark. cold enough to support snow if there is a storm. So we'll say that, but even that could change. So
1: yeah.
0: I don't want to I'm just saying the pattern would be supportive of another winter storm late next week. Yeah, it
1: looks,
0: what that looks like, we don't know. We are gonna play
2: this back for our next podcast if something happens. <laughs> watch <it's gonna laughs> this be, is like
0: this is what Chris said, and this is what actually what happened. Watch, it's gonna be like 75 and sunny next week. Hey,
2: I would I'll be. Take I think yeah, I don't would think be.
0: anybody's gonna complain either. No, they're, I'm fine with great. that. I'm ready for spring. I'm. I'm still not there yet. I know you're waiting for me to say I'm sick of the snow. Well, you said it last year. That's the thing. I was like, you said yeah, it like roughly the I'm not this time there also. yet. I'm not
2: there yet. Uh. But we had, I think, it was that last year we had multiple like mini yes. bursts. Like it was felt like every weekend from. I January was tired to of
0: the two inch. Yeah. Pitter patters. I'm like, mm. give me something.
2: Good. Yeah, and we just kept getting those like little shots of snow chances like every weekend, or sometime during the middle of the week, and it got to a point where it's like that's all we're doing is forecasting snow. Chris, There's nothing else.
1: Chris is over here like, oh. Give me something good, and Ab and I are like, no, 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 stop, no, 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 no. stop.
2: Marches how? No, I will
0: say, look, if I have to contemplate not going home and staying at the station one more time, now I, <laughs> oh, I didn't, I didn't have oh. to do that this time around, but I did have to, I did have to think long and hard about it.
1: We, we had our go bags. We had our <laughs> we, go yep, bags. I
0: had my go bag. I was gonna walk home. <laughs> well, no, I was gonna walk home then. It point. was just a, it was a short night. I went home slept and just came in early because i didn't want to drive in that transition chris
1: mm. got to hang out during part of the morning shift, i did it was guys. fun it
0: was fun to watch
2: i did too that was a morning oh, yeah. show slammed yeah.
0: with the Woo. whole team shawinski being out and about
2: yeah and i was like the whole time i was like i feel bad because i'm not really showing anything with salt and all of a sudden we get to the noon show and i'm like i got plenty to show we get outside i'm just like it's in my eyes everybody i can't see almost and then i oh. driving home. I was like, "It's even worse driving home."
0: That did escalate quickly. Oh, it did. Yeah, I mean, no even from,
2: from the noon show, like when I was saying, "See you guys later," like from then, I was like, "I got to get out of here because it's only gonna get it's only <laughs> it's gonna only, get worse."
0: Yeah. All right. Well, anybody want to finish up with a cool or not so cool, lame weather joke? I'll, I don't think I have one.
1: I'll look for one okay. very quickly. Um, weather, yes.
0: Yeah, let's, well, Molly's going to find that because we can't just close a podcast without right. without doing that. Anyway, uh, if, while Molly's looking for that, if you do want to read up and, and find a full list of storm report totals from the February 17th winter storm, check out our website, ciproud.com. You'll find it on the weather blog, on the weather page, so be sure to check it out. And uh, look, your totals are at home at your house, maybe a little bit different. That's okay. Let us know too. Uh, there's going to be some variation. I tried to put the highest one in some of these towns that, that we had.
1: I got one. All yeah.
0: right. All right. Hold on, Molly. Wait, wait, wait. I got to queue up. Oh, we got I got to queue up the outro music here, and then we'll get you, then we'll get it going. All right. All right, Molly. Send us home.
1: How does the rain tie its shoes? With a rainbow.
0: Oh, my God. <laughs>